together. Let's start this baby up. Yeah, man. Let me play this little intro dealy right here. Welcome to Toonami Year Review 2018-2019. Yes, welcome. The uh, panel where we review just about everything that's happened within Toonami within the past year, both the good and the bad, and all the events in between. Yeah, so I am Mikey Shota. There's my social medias right there, at Mikey Shota on Twitter, MikeyShota.tumblr.com. And Walter's Grin at, at Walter's Grin on both Twitter and Tumblr. And we do a podcast. It's called Anime Baby, which is just basically us talking about anime, making dumb jokes about Simpsons and wrestling and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really easy, but it's really fun. <laughs> yes. So, like we said, we're going to go through all the newest happenings in the world of Toonami within last year, so around last April up until current day. So, and most of it's just all the new shows that have hit the block since uh, 2018. Yeah, we got a good range of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think uh, widest range of stuff we felt very mixed about, I think. <laughs> Uh, I'd say it was like more highs than lows because last year we had like a lot more lows than highs. At least between like the two of us because like I felt a bit more mixed about last year than like you. <laughs> but uh, let's start this off with a good one because uh, first show that came onto Tsunami in 2018 back in April of last year is a little show you might have heard of it called My Hero Academia. And of course we won't welcome any comments about any of the stuff we've got uh, coming up here. It's just like 
finally my hero coming to Tsunami. After years of people like saying, we want this, we want this, and like the only thing really stopping it is the fact that apparently there was like a deal in place between uh, the folks who do My Hero and uh, Hulu that kind of stopped it from coming onto the block. But eventually they were able to get past that deal and finally we got My Hero Academia on Tsunami. Yup, finally it is at home. <laughs> and a long time coming, like seriously, this is like one of the, the greatest shonen and like recent memory and the fact that it gets on like the greatest action cartoon block on te on television just okay, we have cosplayers in the audience that can attest to that <laughs> there you go because <laughs> like what can you say like it's 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 just a really good underdog like shonen story yeah like some, the best in recent years like, like right behind one piece in my opinion oh yeah it's definitely up there like you know as far as quality goes like you know we live in an age where like uh you know one shonen jump is known for like the big three shonen and two of the big three shonen have since ended you know being Naruto and Bleach and you know My Hero Academia has kind of joined up the ranks with One Piece to become one of that big three shonen series and it's well earned and well deserved with like everything it's ever done. I know and it's so deserving too. Yeah. It's like so much heart in like everything it does. And like you said a really good underdog story like uh, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan so I kind of like so be prepared for me to make a bunch of different wrestling references throughout any, this panel and any other panel but like uh, I like to compare uh, Izuku Midori here, Deku here, is like, he's kind of like, you know, the Daniel Bryan of, like, uh, showing heroes, you know, the lovable underdog, the kind of everyman that you just, like, really want to support and root for and everything, you know? You know, not quite, you know, modern-day new Daniel Bryan, where he's like a weird eco-warrior saying, Fickle! 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 You know? This I is, would welcome Deku as an eco-warrior. <laughs> I would love He him. cleans up a beach at one point. He does so do that. Yeah, but this Deku, he's more like Yes Movement Daniel Bryan, if I were to make a comparison. Right, right. But no, My Hero's great, and, you know, if you want to hear us talk about more My Hero Academia, we do on our podcast. We, did, we covered season one just last month. Check it out. Check it out. We're going to cover season two and season three later this year. But yeah, My Hero Academia, well-deserved and well-earned spot on Tsunami. Oh, yes. Welcome to the family. And on to the next show. Next show is a sh I should be. Yeah, this past year we got two, count them, two new seasons of Fooly Cooly. But now this is the point where I feel like I really need to like gauge the audience, like and like what people actually thought of this <laughs> when it actually came out. Because truth be told, like these two series dropped and they fizzled out so hard. So fast. well, this is where you and I differ because like while you're kind of yeah, we kind you're of kind of more negative on it. I really, really enjoyed both of these seasons. I thought they were. You know, I, w I would say there are worthy successors to Fooly Cooly. Not as good as the original, but I would say they are worthy successors. Yeah, I was hyped for these two Fooly Cooly seasons when they were, like, first coming out. And, like, as they were debuting, I was, like, pretty hyped from, like, episode to episode. But, but then it kind of, like, sat after a while, and I kind of thought about, like, how is this sitting in my brain, and why is it fading from memory? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry, like, I have to say, like, this... I really don't think very highly of these two seasons, but I, I don't think it's like largely like a problem with, of like the animation staff or something because like they did put a lot of heart into these two seasons. They really did, and also like 
this is done by Production IG, like, you know, they're not like classic, you know, early aughts guy in X, like, no one could be as good as they, those guys were. Right. Especially considering most of the guys are working for Studio Trigger now, and for some reason Trigger wasn't contacted to do these seasons. Yeah, but like, I don't know, there was like some missing element of wonder with these like two seasons or something, like, because I remember like the original Fooly Cooly just like being like so big and just being so bombastic and weird and experimental. But I felt like these two seasons were kind of missing that experimental edge that made the original, like, so special. Like, I don't know, does anyone else feel the same? Like, what, what do others think? Anybody? <laughs> I'm kind of seeing some, eh. Yeah, I, you kind of, still yeah. that randomness that, that it Yes, had, it did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right, Dustin. It kind of, like, fizzled away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't stick with people for very long. Like, nobody your, talked about it when it caught, dropped. It caught your expectations. But then you like as you watched it, like yeah. It's kind of just yeah. It's just kind of like other anime that's out yeah. there. I would I would, I would kind of say the whole reason why we think it fizzled out is because it's kind of a, it's more so uh, an example of the state of like anime nowadays, where it's just like everything's season to season. There's more like streaming and simulcasting. Yeah, more everything's more like controlled. You everyone's know, moving more on control over budgets. Everyone's and stuff. Uh, studio intervention. You know, when fans are watching a show, they're kind of more moving on to the next big thing. You, you, they don't live in the past. They're just like, okay, what's the next big show? Okay, right. what's the next big show? What's next? What's next? But other than that, it's just like, yeah, I agree that. I felt they could have done a little bit more with the animation. They could have gotten a lot more crazier and wackier. But they needed way more freedom on these two. Yeah, seasons. like they, they needed the folks from Studio Trigger or or the classic guy next. But that would have been so insulting if they went to Trigger. <laughs> or where else would they go? Because everyone who worked on the original series are working for Trigger now. Hey, Gynax, you know that old anime we used to produce? Yeah, we're going to your competitors now who are doing your job. We're going to the people who left you. <laughs> That'd be so insulting, but so worth it. With that being said, I still quite enjoy these series, and especially Alternative. I quite really love Alternative. Yeah, most, if I had to choose between the two... for the main cast. If I had to choose between the two, I guess I would go with Progressive, because it had a little bit more experimentation and variety between episodes with like the different directors. Yeah. Although Alternative left me wanting way more. And I would say the one... You I'm kind of intrigued that they made Haruka Haruka the uh, bad guy in one of them. Yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, pro- kinda, that was progressive because throughout the season. That was kind of cool having that kind of viewpoint, but actually it was cool to have another person like her there. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I really like Jinyu as a character. But she kind of felt, but her, her, I want to call her sister in a way, mm-hmm. uh, kind of felt like a Conti a little bit, or the robot yeah kind of like okay. a, vo- a yeah, voice yeah. of reason kind of sort of a straight man so to say right, right. but i really like genu especially because she's like kind of like she takes everything super seriously in this world where like it's just all off the wall balls to the wall nonsense right yeah we differ a lot on this one but yeah but i, I would still want more fully cooling in the future oh yeah i want because no other anime out there does any content like Fooly yeah Cooley. like the thing with these two seasons of fully cooling is that uh, going into it the original director uh Suramaki, he was just like okay I want to go in with these new seasons with like a new animation team. Like I want to see their perspective on Fooly Cooly, and I would love to see like more different animation teams take like their perspective on this whole coming of age story with like yeah, why not make it into a big project with like Haruko, with Adamisk, with everything that's come with this series. I think they can pull it off. They can pull it off, and I would love to see more. So basically, they need a pop advocate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they need a pop advocate. Yeah, they really pop do. Team advocate. <laughs> but then again. Maybe in a way we should just left it the way it was because that's that it was original and then we us wanting more is just making us all greedy for another. It's debatable. Yeah, it's I debatable. Mean, I mean, it's like looking at art, you know, and you're like, you like, you love it, love it, but then you keep going with it, it just it just like dies down. Yeah. It all depends on how on who you get to work on it. Right. Yeah. And you know, we we plugged our My Hero podcast. Uh, we did a, our first episode on our podcast was on these two Cooly Cooly seasons. So if you want to hear yeah, us, that was interesting. If you want to hear us talk about that, and you want to hear me try to make sense of the ending to Alternative, feel free to check those out. <laughs> but uh, onwards and upwards too. Onwards. onwards. Do not be shows. Speaking of pop team epic. <laughs> Speaking of. I've got some news. The Earth is under attack. Yeah. 
It'll camouflage the blood well. Toonami presents Pop Team Epic premieres June 30th at midnight. Is this the utopia of human vision? Yeah, I guess so. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Memes the anime. <laughs> oh my god, how the hell did this get on TV? <laughs> I wonder that question, I question that constantly. Well, like, I, I'm happy nonetheless, because, like, the moment I the moment I heard about Pop Team Epic being announced for Toonami, I first, at first I thought it was a rib. I thought this was a joke. Bro, I thought it was a joke at first. Like, really? You're bringing Pop Team Epic to, like, yeah, national you TV? Do this, like, how, how can you have this weird experimental joke anime on like an action cartoon block like how, how is that even possible but you know lo and behold they managed yeah, they to do it, it. <laughs> just what can you say about this show that hasn't already been said yet it's 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 just totally random it's like weird it's like experimental with its animation and parts it's, it's like an adult it's it's a, it's this belongs way more in adult swim than Toonami. it really does <laughs> I think that's it fits the aesthetic perfectly. I think that's probably the reason why Toonami got it, because they were like, hey, Toonami's Adult Swim, and, you know, it mostly shows anime, you know, and we want to show Poppy and Epic, so I guess, you know, where else are we going to put it? Let's hook in the people that are big fans of 12-ounce mouths. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a little boost to the ratings. <laughs> and this is, like, the kind of show where it's just, like, Whatever you want to do, you just do it, you know? You want to have, like, say, an episode where Popco and Peep and me are, like, doing skeleton racing at the Olympics, and at one point, one of them turns into an airplane, and they somehow win a race against Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races. Go ahead. Do, do like, a felt puppet animation music number? Go do, ahead. like, three do different it. felt puppet animation. And really well done, done by, like, mm -hmm. a husband and wife team who'd make those puppets. Right, right. Or do you want to have, like, an episode where it's all about Popco and Peep and me being, like, a married couple who are, have like stepkids who want to bang each other or something like that. <laughs> and they're just like super deadbeats and want to go gambling. <laughs> and then you kill them yet. <laughs> or how about an episode where they're like basically the, the twins from The Shining and they're haunting these group of teenagers in like a horror movie. And then they play the segment again where they have like this one Japanese comedian doing commentary over the entire episode. Yeah, have 300 episodes, just do that. <laughs> oh God, I want this to keep going on forever. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how long it can actually keep going on for, though. Yeah, and also... Because, uh, like, the one thing I've always been worried about it is if it will, like, uh, fizzle out, like, some memes out there. I've always, que I've always questioned that about that. Yeah, but I, I feel like, like, if they just keep going with, like, the absolute mental nonsense that this series has become, I think they can, like, keep going for, for as long as they want. We'll just have to see. We'll yeah. have to see. And we'll have to see this Monday, because uh, this coming Monday, April Fool's Day, they will have a oh. special uh, OVA episode. Yeah, that's right. Coming out OVA. on, like, I think it's, like, coming out on Crunchyroll, High Dive, Funimation Now, all that kind of stuff. And just hope they make tons of, like, OVA jokes about, like, <laughs> what you usually see in OVAs. About how it's just nothing but beach episodes and none of it matters. Beach episodes and DNA. <laughs> oh, man, I would love... Oh, for some out there. Some oh, man, who wants to see Pupco and Peep Me and bikinis and all that stuff. <laughs> Big felt puppet balloon tits. <laughs> but yeah, Pop Team Epic, it's great. It is, you are my sunshine. Yeah, shine on you, beautiful weird girls. <laughs> but now, on to the next show. Yeah! <laughs> this is our jam. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Catastrophic danger is closing in as we speak. Great. I'm in the mood for a brawl. <laughs> Remember, it was never Crazy Diamond, it was always Shiny Diamond. <laughs> Oh my god, 
Oh god, I I freaking. We've been this. talking about JoJo's now for the past like two two years of doing this channel. Oh yeah, definitely. Because like last year we had Stardust Crusaders, and before that we had uh, the first two seasons. And I've been continuously amazed by Toonami's ability to like gain like uh, like syndication for the series in full dub form, you know. Oh yeah, and even before any Blu-rays or DVDs come out. Right, right. So you get all of that like good dub charm through like uh, Toonami first. And what a season this is. Like, uh, you know, last year when I was talking about uh, Stardust Crusaders, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, I thought that was the season where the uh, the mangaka arc, he was kind of going a bit more wackier with the mm -hmm. series. But I feel like with JoJo Part 4, with, with Diamond and Unbreakable here, I feel like this is where he goes full-on really wacky with the show, just kind of going like, you know what, let's just make anyone and everyone a stand user and just try to see what the hell they can do with their powers. Right, because part four is like the most lighthearted out of all eight parts of JoJo's. And it's it's like the most like episodic too, so it's like a pretty breezy like read if you're reading it, and it's a pretty breezy watch as well. Yeah, because like you, have, you can just have like different episodes that are very standalone and like you said, episodic, you know. Let's have an episode where like our main characters, Josuke and Okoyasu, go to like an Italian restaurant and find out that the chef who runs the restaurant is a stand user who makes Italian food that can like heal any ailing uh, wounds or anything like that, or heal cavities, or make sure you don't have insomnia or anymore or anything like that. They do a whole episode about like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, they do that! <laughs> Making it the most epic thing ever since like Hunter Hunter first like did rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> or you have like most recently an episode where uh, Josuke meets like an alien who has the ability to turn into like inanimate objects and he's just like, oh man, turn into a paradise so we can go hustle like Rohan Sensei out of his money while his house burns down right behind him. <laughs> And he doesn't care. And he doesn't care because he doesn't care because he wants to beat Josuke. He's too focused on how Josuke is cheating him out of his money. <laughs> God, we still have like way more good stuff to go. It's still going on as we're talking here. Yeah, and as episodic as it gets, there is still an underlying uh, overall story arc to the series because uh, the main focus of the season is trying to find like this takes place in like a little small town called Morio, and you're trying to find out the identity of like a serial killer who's been out and about throughout the past like decades throughout this small little town and you're trying to figure out who he is and try to stop him before he kills again. Right, right. Featuring Arky's favorite villain that he's ever written. Which yeah. is pretty high praise considering that he wrote Dio. Yeah, he likes Yeah, he likes Kira more than Dio. Which is shocking to me. But then he, no, well, like he's talked in the past. I've read um, I've read sections of the Jojonium where he's talked about um, uh, how he really was fascinated by serial killers back when he was writing JoJo's and that first inspired Dio. Because he, cause he took, like, serial killer charisma and, like, instilled it in Dio. But then he finally got to write his own serial killer. And it's, like, one of his best characters. <laughs> and just, like, one of the best, like, serial killer characters ever in anime. I don't know how much high praise that is. I don't know if that's really something to praise, but... <laughs> how, does he compare to, how does he compare to, like, that one serial killer that everyone loves on that one Netflix show? You gotta like specify. There's a lot. I forget like, his name. Anyone help me out? There's like a Netflix show where everyone's in love with like the serial killer from this documentary. Oh, Making a murderer. Making a murderer. Something like that. Something like that. Dexter. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's like this one documentary on Netflix where like People like Dexter, right? That's topical. But like, no, no, no. It's like a real documentary about a real life serial killer that apparently. Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how does how does he compare to like him? No, people just said he was handsome or something. Yeah. Oh no, Kier's kind of yeah, no, Kier's kind of a looker. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely making the moves on his fake wife now. Oh god, <laughs> it's gonna get so dark. It's it's so messed up. But it makes for a great part of JoJo's. Yeah, and it also for some great anime. And also one thing I really want to commend with this show is like the dub because like Josuke's actor really commences like fairly new. Like I believe this is like his first leading role in an anime. And he's yeah, and he's absolutely brilliant. He is. He's a really good Josuke. Yeah, and of opinion. course got like DC Douglas as uh, Kira. Albert Wesker. Is Albert Kira. Wesker. <laughs> Oh, I mostly just love it for all of like the unnecessary cursing. Yeah, the I love the cursing in this show. I always I look at this and I'm all like, wait, this takes place in like the '80s, right? Did they curse that much back in the '80s? Probably. <laughs> you get, I love it nonetheless. You get moments where like uh, Koichi's walking with uh, Jotaro and he goes like, "Oh man, I need to break the ice." Hey, Mr. Jotaro, your coat is really badass. <laughs> I think it's set in the '90s right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the 90s. Oh. Yeah, it's 90s. Oh wait, yeah, sorry, 90s. Sorry, I was thinking part five, which takes place you gotta, you later. You gotta like, listen to the uh, music at the end of each uh, anime. Right, right, it comes from a different era. Because they have like Savage Garden. Right, yeah. 
you know, so. Mm -hmm. Arky's favorite music always on display. Oh yeah, and of course, like with music, it's just it's just like so many of the stands of the show are just named after different musicians and artists and songs and stuff like that. And yet they all still have to be changed for yeah, like yeah, because you don't want to get your ass. Because now we're getting to that territory where we got to like rename every stand from a band name. Yeah. So yeah, it can't be Crazy Diamond. It's got to be Shining Diamond. Right. It can't be Echoes. It's got to be Reverb. <laughs> Uh, such weird stuff. Yeah. No, it can't be boys to men. It's got to be boys, boys, man. Boys, boys, no, man. Boy, no, boys, man, man. Boys, man, man. I'm confused. That I'm was confused my favorite one this. because I marked out at the sound of that just going like, really? You couldn't have found a way that sounds more like boys to men? You just laugh at boys to men a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like their music. <laughs> but yeah, JoJo is a lot of fun and I'm glad. And then I'm glad Santino. I mean, hopefully we get part five in the near future. Oh, we probably will. But now, onward to the next show. Yeah, man. The government is up to something. They want these two, and they're not being subtle about it. No more working for the shadows. They're bringing this fight out into the open. Long time, Levi. Shadow! I am waiting for Simpson to wake up a tap on top. Okay, Attack on Titan Season 3. Hey, at least it feels good to have Attack on Titan on Toonami and not wait like three years for it. Yeah, I mean, I will say I will say this about it. At least it's still maintaining the quality of animation that it's held for like so long. But I, I don't know if anybody else like disagrees, but like I think like I'm getting like really burned out on this. Like the wait times for this are getting like terrible. <laughs> Yeah, just get to the basement. <laughs> just get to the basement already. I know it takes time and money to like yeah. produce these, but like plus the manga's like monthly rather than weekly, like motion. right, right. But honestly, God, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting like tired of Attack on Titan. Yeah, like, like I hate to say it, but I truly am. I don't know, like uh, similar with like you and me on Fooly Cooly, I believe like we really differ on this because I really dug the hell out of the season. I thought this was really great. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't mind the the long waits. I've kind of come to expect that. It's all about like you know. The current product that's in front of my face here and now, and for what it's for what it is, I thought this was a very, very strong season. And the fact that they're starting to expand more and focus more on like the side characters out of our like you know main three of Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin. Right, right. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm the kind of kind of the kind of person who just kind of moves on from stuff. Like, I'm trying to like constantly search for like new stuff to watch that just gives me like brand new experiences and stuff. And I think like the hiatuses like have really just kind of killed this show for me. It's like, I can't wait any longer and stuff. I can't, like, bring myself into that same mindset as before. Yeah, it was kind of mind-blowing when it first came out, but, like, I, I, the steam is, like, running out on the series. Yeah, like, it's not as mind-blowing as, as it used to be, because, like, you know, at this point, you're kind of getting used to the whole thing about, like, you know, Titans are kind of eating people and everyone's in danger of losing their lives. Well, I think it's also because I kind of know already what's happening currently later in the manga, and I'm just like, just get to it already. Well, that's another thing where we differ on. I don't read the manga because the manga looks like ass. <laughs> that's another thing we differ about. I think yeah. the manga you love that art. You love that terrible artwork for some reason. <laughs> We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> but, like, no, I really, I really dug the hell out of the season, and like I said, the fact that it's focusing more on like side characters outside of our main three especially with uh historia over here the fact that she went from you know sweet angel from above krista into badass stone cold historia just give no fucks about anything like she's seriously like the becky lynch of this show and i just i just found you may not like what they do with her later though <laughs> let me enjoy what it is now okay okay and and just like i've been really digging her like how they built her up after all these seasons you like her more than Aaron right now <laughs> Yeah, probably. Aaron's still cool. I like him. He's played by Bryce Paffenbrook, and he's my boy. Right, right. But, like, uh, and of course, and if we're talking about actors, like, uh, Historia here, played by the one and only Bruno April. Whoop, whoop. Your girl. My girl. <laughs> I love her. But, uh, yeah, this has been, like, a really, really good season. I'm looking forward to see how, like, the second half of season three is, because this is one of those weird things where it's just, like, they only aired the first half of the season, and then they had to take, like, a two-season a two break before they get back to the rest of the season, which is going to be airing next month, I believe. Right, right. So I don't yeah, think it's such a long road, though, to, like, get to, like, any of the stuff later yeah, on, but though. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the fact that I'm, like, kind of a good, I'm kind of a completionist. I'm just, like, I just want to keep going. I don't care how long it takes. Just give it to me right now. Right, right. But I'm looking forward to it, and I'm kind of curious to see where things go from here. Mm, okay. So on to our next show. 
I'm actually watching this week to week, and I'm, <laughs> honest to God, I'm actually really digging bored. Like, I didn't think I would dig bored, but I'm really loving it, watching this week to week. For the record, he always refers to him as bored, just for this joke. Because here. he's bored! Not bored, though, it's bored. <laughs> We're all out of bored license place. Isn't it Bolt, or... It's like, supposed to be Bolt, but it's bored. Bored, yeah, I guess in the Japanese pronunciation. <laughs> My son is also derived from. <laughs> he's always bored to me. Borto is just like a week-to-week, -week, like kind of like Monster of the Day show, kind of. It kind of is, and I kind of think that's because uh, this first arc is supposed to be kind of, it's technically filler because they have to, right. like, they want to let the manga get as far as possible so they don't have to like do what they did with the original anime series. It's a weirdly lighthearted like changeover from Naruto. Yeah. Where, like Naruto it got to, like some pretty like serious like moments with like people dying and stuff. Orta, though, is just, like, so chill. Yeah, especially with, like, the first arc, which is just basically, like, Miraculous Ladybug, where you have, like, people being like, oh, I'm so infused with negative energy, and all of a sudden, like, negative energy turns them into, like, monsters and stuff like that, and Bort's gotta stop them. Right, Borto and his gang of friends have gotta, like, go in and stop them and stuff. And it's like you have one episode where, like, uh, Shino-sensei gets taken over by the evil negative energy. I just kind of like to imagine, you know, you get, like, a close-up on his face, and it's all, like, Shino-sensei, I am Hawkmoth. You want your students to respect you? I can give you that power. But first, you must get me Ladybug Kano Wars Miraculous. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's honestly that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But, like, I guess I guess it's, like, okay for, like, a fine little watch now and then or something. Yeah. Like, for, for like I guess the one thing that does at least kind of warm my heart about Boruto is that, like, some kids out there are kind of getting into it. Yeah. Whereas we're, whereas we're becoming, like, the... We're steadily becoming the old farts that remember... Yeah. How Naruto first started out. There's like a whole new generation of kids now watching this, and you know shows like My My Hero and whatnot. Yeah. And you're getting inspired by those show. It, it, it kind of warms my heart a little bit. Yeah, though it's like uh, you talk about how watching like old Naruto. Like for me, I never, I was never one to have like a Naruto phase. So technically, I never had a Naruto phase. I'm having a Boruto phase right now. <laughs> Boruto is basically like my Dragon Ball Z to Naruto's Dragon Ball. <laughs> Wow, comparing Boruto to Dragon Ball Z. I'm just fighting words right here. Yeah, come at me from <laughs> But no, I'm really digging this, especially especially with like the current arc, which is focused on uh, Sarda, you know, the daughter of Sasuke and uh, Sakura. And like, I really dug that one too. Like, I actually found her to be like a very like entertaining, enjoyable character, more so than I thought I would. Which is kind of like the thing with the series. I never thought I would I would enjoy this, but here I am. Really enjoying this ending in this week to week. I know. Who would have thought that you would that like anybody could like Boruto? Yeah. Especially the fact that this show was made by Studio Perot, who did friggin' Black Clover, and I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> and it came out in the same year. It's just like, how do you make something as good as Bored and make something as god awful as Black Clover in the same year? Right. Like it's it's a weird. That studio is so freaking weird. It's so weird. Like yeah, production qualities between shows. It's like sometimes they can be good when you when they pump out shows like either Bort or Yu Yu Hakusho, but then you get crap like either Black Clover or Bleach. Right. Right. So strange. It is, but you know, I guess yeah, for for better or for worse, Boruto's on tsunami. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 watching this more than I am watching Shippuden. So there it is. There's that. There's my review on that. Oh, yeah. Onward to the very next show, which is, should be another good one. Yeah! Ooh. 
Spiritual brother to One Punch Man. It's oh, Mob Psycho 100. Wow, we were know? really vouching for this one to get on the channel. Yeah, like I waited to watch the show. Just kind of, yep. The coincidence are watching this this time when I'm dressing up as Mob right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, your lady mom. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go, nice. That's perfect. But like, we were really looking forward to the show and like, for me, to the point where I'm just thinking, like, okay, Mob's got to show up on Toonami one day. So, like, I could watch the Simul dub now on Funimation site, but no, no, no. I'm going to wait for Toonami, for the Toonami release. Because it had all the perfect elements. Like, stellar animation from Studio Bones. God, Bones goes above and beyond with the show. Incredible, like, just, like, really likable characters. Yeah. Incredible, like, directed anima like animation and action scenes. It's it's so freaking glorious. And like with the characters, you know, you like you have Mob who's just like the most he's like the bestest boy ever. I love Mob so much. <laughs> I know. He's, he's just so a, nice. He's a little goober. Okay. <laughs> and also like uh, I love the fact that in the dub he's played by uh, Kyle McClary who played uh, 9S in Near Automata, which I finished like right before oh, uh, yeah. started airing. So I'm just kind of like, like oh, man. Near Automata to yeah. It's perfect. And of course, uh, if we're talking about like actors in this dub, it's got to be Chris Neosi, Kerbifer as Reagan. Holy crap. He I love Reagan so He knocks it out of the park. He is friggin' brilliant. He's a boy. He's a boy. <sighs> He's oh. so good. Like, how far has this dude come from doing like abridged voice acting to like going full time with like Mob Psycho 100? I know. He's great as the character, too. He really nails his like, like the like scant, the like, con artist side of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, the caring big brother attitude he has. Towards mob. Yeah, he is. He's, he's so charming and how much of a kind of an asshole he is. <laughs> oh god, like everything about the show is just so damn juicy. Yeah, and like uh, I, I have not watched season two yet because, you know, like waiting for season one to be on Toonami, I'm waiting for season two to show up on Toonami because it, it's got to happen at this point. You can't just show season one and not show season two. I don't know how two. long I can fast, dude. I don't know if I can do it. I, make it. I made my way through this past season. Like, you know, the last episode just recently aired, so like I made it this far. I could probably make it until the Toonami broadcast. Right, right. Now if only One Punch Man season two can deliver. Yeah, <laughs> it probably won't happen. <laughs> and we probably won't see it on Toonami in the near future because, you know, it's a Hulu exclusive and Hulu's kind of, you know, because it's because Maybe of, that's for the better. Yeah. It's also because of Hulu why we did, why it took so long for my year to get on or why we can't get shows like, say, Sailor Moon and whatnot. Right, right. Yeah, but no, Mob is This is a great. welcome addition. It's so welcome. It deserves its spot on Toonami. Oh. But if we're going to talk about, like, really well-deserved Toonami shows, look no further than this. To be quiet and do as you're told. That's how cowards live. Stay down. Megaloboxing uses athleticism with innovative
this a sudden change in circumstance? Are you out of your mind? Megalobox, premieres next Saturday at midnight, only Tsunami on Adult Swim. It's a little bit late to the ring, but man, is it welcome. Oh, let's get ready for Megalobox! Oh, if you missed this one, you are missing out, man. I can't believe, I'm surprised that I missed out when it was originally airing on the Simon Pass, because I'm just like, why did it take me so long for this? This is absolutely amazing of a show. It's notable that this is one of the only sports anime that I can, like, tolerate. <laughs> Mostly because like there's actual like bloody fighting in it, maybe. Oh, God, the box. It's because they get like metal rings that are punching each other. Yeah, or... it's. I, I mean, think it's more than that though. It's 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 got a genuinely like good story to yeah. it. Yeah, the fact that it's a combat sport more so than like any kind of ball sport. Right, right. Maybe I would expect like a maybe I would respect respect a show like I don't know High Q more if like they were like getting bloodied up by they were throwing fisticuffs. I just need a little bit more of that, but, but no, Megalobox as it stands, it's it's a pretty good uh, 50th anniversary project. Yeah, and like you know, it's supposed to be representative of like a Ashita no Joe, and like honestly, you don't even need to know anything about Ashita no Joe to go into. I know this. it borrows it borrows nearly nothing from Ashita no Joe yeah, outside of the design of the main character in like the final fight. Right, exactly. But it's a really, really good show, and just, you know, the fights are just really brutal and visceral, just, you can kind of feel the impact on each of these punches. Oh, yeah, they, they get put through the, like, this gearless Joe here, he gets put through, like, the meat grinder. Yeah, it's kind of like watching an anime version of, like, uh, you know, earlier this week I watched, like, a boxing film called uh, Raging Bull, and, like, it's known for, uh, you know, really in-your-face directing style where it shows, like, how the impact of, like, the punches and everything like that. I kind of feel Megalobox is kind of, like, in that same, kind of that same area as uh, Raging Bull. Right. The soundtrack also really helps, too, because I've noticed that everybody, Ooh, it just kind yeah. of starts out, and then when Joe really gets into it, it, it kicks into the main, the main theme of the series. The intro, like, yeah. theme for, like, for, like, Megalonia pumps up my heart so bad. It's I just so want to, like, I just want to punch someone, but then I have to, like, Pull myself back because there's an old lady next to me on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, the music. It was done by like an actual like uh, hip hop artist, was it? Or, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, like done by an actual like um, artist out there who really knew how to like deliver with like the music on the series to like sell the drama and everything. And there's a lot of drama to like sell here. It's a really good underdog story. Yeah, movie. like following the story of like a guy who like to make ends meet to kind of get around is like you have to like enter megalo boxing matches, but you have to throw them in order to like make money. You know, very underground, very shady stuff. But then he works alongside his like trainer and like a little kid who believes in him yeah. to like really work his way to the top and kind of figure out what like true boxing is in the world. Yeah, you know, he starts boxing for real. He takes off this gear because he doesn't need no stinking gear. He just needs his two fists and he know, just needs his skills. This is true megalo boxing this right is here. Megalo boxing. So he much. Can't afford gear. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh yeah. Like, factor too. He can't afford it. Yeah. Man. Joe's gear is a piece of crap. <laughs> they don't have no sponsors or anything. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no sponsors or anything. no. They're team nowhere. They don't need sponsors. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, like the build up to like this whole series where he's trying to like get him get a one on one match with the champ Yuri, the King of Kings. Right. Right. It's so much so that he like inspires Yuri to like lose his own gear, and they can just have like a real one on one boxing match. Oh man, just, such a good story going on yeah. here. You know, like watching that final fight, I kind of feel like the only thing that would have made it better is if the final fight was called by legendary combat sports announcer and current WWE NXT announcer Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> if he were calling that final match. I would have loved that. Right, right. Although we did agree with one, with a friend of ours, that like the one thing that would have improved the series is that it should have been longer. Oh yeah, it should have been 24 episodes. Yeah, it, it really would have deserved that. Yeah. And just to go back to my personal, like, earlier comment about like Mauro Ronaldo calling the show, calling the show, I can just imagine him like, in that final fight where like, Joe beats Yuri, he, he can do something like, it can be something like this where he goes like, Mamma mia, gearless Joe has put Yuri on ice. <laughs> In a perfect world, yes. In a perfect world. <laughs> but yeah, Megalobox, it's wonderful, and I love the fact that it came on this year. Hail to the champion. Hail yeah. to the champ. Bow down to the king of kings. And now... Oh, God. No! Don't you recognize me? I left with us. 
You know, you know, Toonami does a good job with their promos and stuff like that, you know, and that was a fine promo, but I kind of feel this would have been far more representative of Sword Art Online as whole. This is why, how I feel Sword Art Online Season 3 should have been sold. Don't you get it? The main girl is named Alice because Alice in Wonderland and she dresses up as Alice in Wonderland and it's also because Kirito's in a fantasy world like Wonderland but and also you have like this turtle base from a turtle from what you, you get it? You friggin get it? It's Alice in Wonderland. You get it? <laughs> okay, so I, 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 This is especially like kind of raw for me because like I'm at the point now where like I am so sick and tired of isekai anime i'm right with, I'm the market is so saturated with shows like that right now and i'm so hoping for the bubble to finally pop and this does not help that at all <laughs> what the slime pop screw the slime pops <laughs> i knew it's they fine. can bring out cop this Freaking Subtroner can like bring out goblin slayers, it can bring out wolves, it can bring out slimes, it can bring out goblins, both like the killable kind and like the screwable kind. <laughs> it can bring out anything it wants. I'm tired of it all. And Sword Art Online doesn't really push the, like, raise the bar in any kind of way. No, and even worse with the season, it's so goddamn boring. Oh my god, this season is so boring! Because the question I keep asking with Sword Art Online is like, what more can it offer now that other isekai already like provide, you know? No, you need to do more seasons and you gotta make the guy who killed everyone in the first season more sympathetic, because, you know, that's how storytelling works. You gotta do more things because kids love the MMOs and the VRs and the stuff. It's like, again, Kirito is like getting attacked by like trolls online. <laughs> again, he's pushed into a plot because like, Somebody had like a petty grudge against him or something. <laughs> it's like I've, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan and I've seen feuds start over cups of coffee and like that's not nearly as petty as some of the stuff in this show. Oh god. <laughs> and at this point like you know with Kirito going through like all this MMO crap and how video games tend to kill him every so often I'm just kind of thinking like why doesn't he just give up MMOs and like go for something else like he really needs to get a new hobby. <laughs> like dude if you want like your RPG fix have you ever thought of like tabletop RPGs or like or even better can, couldn't you just LARP? Play Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Go fix computers. <laughs> go like work. Go like do anything that doesn't involve VR. Okay, and Maybe you'll be good. PTSD after all that crap. Yeah, he has PTSD and he still goes back to all this crap. I mean, granted, in this season he has way less control over that, so he's kind of being pushed into it. No, that's like a thing with the series. Apparently, PTSD doesn't matter because he, because like, like in the last season he had a character who was afraid of guns, but she, then she plays like a video game where it's all about guns and stuff like that. Yeah, but she got over it. Because that's what you do with PTSD, you just get over it like, easily. <laughs> and of course, you have like the same usual problems with this series about like, like the episode hasn't aired yet, but in like the coming weeks, I believe next week, there's going to be an episode where it just showcases again how the creator, oh, yeah. how the creator of the series relies so heavily on using scenes involving sexual assault to forward a story. Because yeah, I hear there's another one coming up. This guy's oh. like worse than David Cage when it comes to this stuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's, he uses it so much as a crutch, and... And yet, still making, this show is still making money, though. Still making money, to some degree. Yeah, and, and also, like, another thing with the season is just, like, we're watching the adventures of Kirito teaming up with his palette swap over here. Right. Like, seriously, this, this kid Yu-Gi-Oh over here is just essentially, like, say, like, you're playing a fighting game, and you both pick the same characters, and how, like, the second player gets, like, a different color palette. That's basically what Yu-Gi-Oh is. <laughs> color palette swapped Kirito. I'm not, I, I, I'm surprised they... Did. 
<laughs> but it's like I'm even surprised that they didn't even have him have him played by the, the same actor because he's just so obviously the Kiri, same. At least it, it, they could have could have at least made him like Kirito and dark Kirito, <laughs> and he can have like a slightly different like like attack scheme or something. This is my twin brother Kirito, spelled with a C. He specializes in combo attacks. <laughs> But just, and like I said, this is like the most boring season ever because like, like even with that first premiere episode, which was an hour long and it didn't need to be an hour long, I nearly fell asleep during that. And I'm kind of almost falling asleep during any time an episode airs. Like it, it, it does not help. It's like a perfect cure for insomnia this season is. Oh, but it did at least give you confusion, at least for one night. When, like, oh the, yeah! When the feet crapped out at Tsunami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two weeks ago, the feet. <laughs> and it froze on the episode. Six minutes into an episode where they're going through some science mumble jumbo gobbledygook, the, the feet craps out, and for a second I thought it was my, my direct TV connection, but then all of a sudden I realized, no, it happened to everyone. And then, like, after it came back to commercial break, it went back to commercial again, and then went straight to the next episode of Megalobox. I would like to thank that drunk guy on St. Patrick's Day who spilled his drink over the like over the like controller or something to like short out that episode so we didn't have to watch through it for one night. Oh, but screw him though because like the I salute you, drunk man. Oh, but screw but screw him though because the very next week they had to like replay the episode and then the very week after they had to do double headers for the next two weeks. Yeah, because they still had to catch up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, but screw you as well. <laughs> Just basically like Fry from that episode of Futurama where he spills beer on the console and shorts out single female lawyer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's gonna care? Right. <laughs> the Omicronians are gonna feel this in like set like uh, millions of light years away. <laughs> you shorted out Sword Art Online Alicization. <laughs> where will we get our top tier Isekai anime now? <laughs> Yeah, Sword Art Online Alicization. Hey, if you're getting something out of it, like, more power to you, but... Sword Art Online Season 3. Yeah. <laughs> but onwards to better things, because uh, the very, like, just... Right, it may be the last new thing that we've got here to, like, show a video of recently. Well, but... we don't have a video, but we have right. a picture of it. But uh, just announced uh, yesterday the newest addition to Tsunami coming April 13th. None other than the promised Neverland. Oh, I, yeah. I, I want to try and understand that attitude of being excited about it, because I know nothing. It's so good. I know nothing about this series at all, and I'm being told the best way to go in is completely blind. Go in blind, completely clean, don't look up anything, and just be prepared for anything, because holy God, this series is absolutely amazing. Probably the best se series this season. Hmm, okay. Like, like, I'm gonna trust you on it. Big. I've watched I mean, that kid's mouth is a little too far up, like yeah. near his like face. But yeah. that's the only criticism. I'm gonna trust you on that. That's the only criticism to the show is the fact that the faces are kind of weird, where like the mouths are like really far up their face. It's kind of like, you know, it's not very proportionate. But other than that, I'm the only one hypnotized by that chin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disrespect that, Miss Chin. <laughs> but this is a really good show and like funnily enough like going into this panel we kind of usually do a thing at the end where I'm where we like think about like oh what shows do we want to see on Toonami in the future and one of them I was thinking of it was Promise Neverland I was gonna say like yo Promise Neverland would make a perfect fit for Toonami and like lo and behold based Jason DeMarco was just like I got you fam here I'll give you a Promise Neverland on Toonami and sure enough man sure enough and it's gonna be great and I'm looking forward to seeing like Seeing all the reactions from people on Twitter who have not seen this show yet, because it's it's gonna be a wild ride. So yeah, look forward. I guess. I mean, I'm trusting this guy right here. And, you uh, can trust me. I have good taste. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Most of the time. But uh, that goes in for like any of the news shows. Like uh, just to close things out. We have like some like other big things from Toonami this year. Like uh, especially uh, the Forge, which is the next uh, Toonami Total Immersion event coming later this year. Yeah, still got that coming up. Yeah, like, which is kind of implied to potentially be, like, a 2D animated uh, Total Immersion event, which I'm kind of looking forward to, if, it, if that's the case. I know, right? We've got, like, Blade Runner coming up, Yeah, too. Blade Runner 2049 anime, which I know, is... that was announced a while ago, but I feel like it kind of went out under the radar after a little yeah, bit. But it kind of came sort of back, because the Blade Runner anime is supposed to be done in, like, a partnership with Crunchyroll, which Adult Swim has now, uh, like, partnered up with Crunchyroll recently, so... Oh, who else is uh, associated with it, though? What's that? Is, isn't Shinichiro Watanabe? Yeah, Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, the yeah, Cowboy Bebop creator. Yeah, because he, he directed the Blade Runner 2049 short anime to tie in with the movie, so, and he's going to be doing this series. 
Jesus so once again, we get like a Watanabe anime on Toonami, like uh, about five years after Space Navy ended. Right, right. And of course, Hunter Hunter endings. Yep, Hunter too. Hunter Hunter is coming to an end, and uh, God, that was so long. <laughs> most recently, coming to an end was its uh, Chimera Ant arc, which I, which like, honestly, like pacing issues aside, you know, it was it was kind of long. But that being said, this is well deserving of like the title of Hunter Hunter's best story because it it was really good. Now we can wait forever until they make the anime where Kropika spends like all his time on a boat trying to prevent the Hunger Games from happening. <laughs> I've got no opinions of what's currently in Hunter Hunter, but maybe that's just against the hiatus or yeah. something. <laughs> I've kind of heard people say like uh, the point where the anime ended should have been the ending of the series. So mm. that, that's at least what I've heard. Mm, I can agree with that. Yeah, but like this has been really great. The, the whole Chimera Antarctic and like we only have 12 more episodes left and it just feels like man. We've been, this series has been on the block for like three years now, and it just feels like it almost feels like yesterday. And even more just stuff coming up too, with like the partnership with Crunchyroll now too. Yeah, I would love to see like what uh, Crunchyroll shows come up on Toonami in the few in the next few years or so. And I guess that's a good segue to ask the uh, audience: yeah. uh, any stuff you want to see on Toonami in the future? Any uh, stuff you would want to like get thrown out there? Yes. I don't know why, but I have a feeling cells at work could probably work on um, Toonami. Oh, which? Sells at, sells at work. Oh, sells at work. Ooh, I've heard good things about that show. It does. It does have some pretty bloody violence in it. So yeah, it could work pretty well. Yeah, and I do. The cutesy, the cutesy little Patel kids might like be a little like off brand for Tsunami, but yeah. I don't know. You could, you can maybe justify it. It can kind of work. Plus, I heard that uh, you know a while back, Jason DeMarco, creator of Tsunami on Twitter, went out and asked people like saying. Hey, what non-action shows do you want to see on Toonami? And like, and I kind of feel like they're going to be experimenting more with like more outside the wheelhouse with like Toonami shows. Mm, I guess like the, mm, I don't know, that'd be interesting, kind of see. Yeah, but uh, what shows would you like to see? What shows would I like to see? Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know if I've thought too hard about that to be honest. <laughs> well, JoJo's Part Five—that's natural. I just oh, yeah. know that's going to be on there. Like, I can't wait for the adventures of. Golden boy and yeah. all his gang star buddies. <laughs> yeah. Although as far as others go, maybe Oh shoot, I'm trying to rack my brain. <laughs> How about you go first? Well, like uh, like I said, you know, Hulu uh, Hulu contracts be damned. I still want to see Sailor Moon on Toonami, especially with like the new. Right, that's still like your golden child right there. You want to like bring that yeah. on. Like even Sailor Moon Crystal is like I know the first two seasons are kind of yeah, but like I know that but the third season is like absolutely brilliant and it's like my favorite arc. So I'm just like at least get that on there, or even better yet, you know, if you want to get Sailor Moon on Toonami, just you know start off where you left off. By which I mean show the Sailor Stars arc once that gets dubbed. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm, okay, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about that one, but... Hmm. It's not super violent, but it definitely, I would say it would be kind of like the lower age group for Tanami. Mm -hmm. Like okay. there's an age range a little bit, like maybe Megalox wouldn't be for, you know, some children. Mm -hmm. But you could let your kid watch Gang Gang if they had good handles with eating monsters, you know. Hmm. Oh, okay, it could work. Could maybe work actually. Yeah, because we could throw one out. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just because it's topical because I watched recently, but the original Berserk anime. <laughs> I feel like you could justify it. Like it's had enough action in there, I guess. Not not the twenty seventeen no, version. Not that, not that, not that. No, there's such low opinions of that. God, they dropped the ball. The only kind of CG I want to see on Toonami is the stuff with Tom and Sarah. <laughs> what, you don't want to see it from Black Clover? <laughs> God, it looks like some PS1 game scene. <laughs> you were grudge against that series. Yeah, I'm done watching that series. I watched, I said I'm, done, I'm going up to season one. I watched season one. We did our podcast on it. I'm just like, done. No more. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Alright, well it's about uh, 1029 now, yeah, so we're about uh, right. <laughs> Anyone else got any questions, comments, concerns on Toonami? Yep. Since you guys uh, showed Koki uh, both seasons 1 and 2 in the past, are you guys planning on showing the movie when it comes out? Yeah. 
We don't work for Tsunami, but... Why we don't have control over that? Because we don't work at Tsunami. I wish I, I, I wish, wish I would love to work at Tsunami, but, like, you know, if that's if that would be the case, I can totally see that happening. If people will watch that, I don't know anything about Code Geass. Yeah. If, there's a, if there's enough uh, requests, like, if you're, if, you're, if you're the kind of person who goes on social media and asks very nicely to the folks at Tsunami, like, say, hey, we want to see this Next, show. Tsunami does listen to people's comments. They listen, they do listen to people, what people want. You just got to be very nice about it. Yep, just be very you don't nice. just you don't just go tweet at Jason Demarco or, or Gil Austin saying like, "Hey, air this show, you numpties." <laughs> can you can you air um uh, like uh, can you air the um uh, sword art uh, movie and then do it for four weeks straight and have a can you air every One Piece movie ever <laughs> air the the Mamoru Hosoda One Piece movie <laughs> do it you freaking hack frauds you you just gotta be nice just yeah. ask them ask nicely and you show this. Kindness will get you very, get you everywhere. Yes, and kindness will get us very far in the future with Toonami. And I'm looking forward to the very next year of Toonami and to doing this panel once again in 2020. Oh, yes. And thank you all for coming, too. You were a great audience for this panel. We yes. really appreciate you coming. Yes, thank you very much. And once again, we do a podcast called Anime Baby, where we just talk nonsense about anime and make Simpsons jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a listen. It's our... A- anime jokes and Simpsons jokes. It's our bread and butter. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a great anime detour. <laughs>